Welcome back. Commodity prices have kicked off the year on a good note, cheering China's reopening as it's set to boost demand. But just how much upside in prices will we see? Uh, Anchor Capital's Leo Zazi joins me now with his take. Thank you so much for your time, Leo. Of course, one of the big catalysts for markets and economies this year will be the reopening of China. And of course, today we're putting the magnifying glass on the potential impact uh, that it will have on commodities. Of course, uh, much interest to South Africa as we are uh, commodity exporters. So are we on the way to a commodity boom? Hi Zanati, that's a great question. Um, certainly if you look at what commodity prices have done, uh, let's say since near the end of last year, it would suggest so. If you look at the price of box, so uh, iron ore, or, uh, base metals, things like copper, aluminium, those prices have recovered strongly from, from some of the weakness we saw earlier in, in 2022. But I think to drill down a bit more, it really depends on the commodity. So for example, thermal coal would be a commodity we're a bit more cautious on, whereas uh, some of the base metals, something like copper would be a commodity that we think over the longer term has a bit more of a brighter future. All right. Talking about that brighter future, I mean, which ones um, should investors really be uh, rubbing their hands to um, to invest in? Well, I, I think we'd probably be rubbing our hands when we look at copper. So, okay, uh, copper is roughly a twenty million ton market, and. Given the fact that the economy, the global economy needs to become greener, so we need to re reduce our emissions as a global economy, uh, copper could be increasingly important in that transition. Um, under some estimates, uh, we could see an additional 1 million tons of demand per year between uh, 2020 and 2050. So that, that's basically the copper market uh, going from 20 million tons to 50 million tons over the next 27 years. Um, another example is that copper, if you look at electric cars, obviously those are becoming more, more common. Um, battery electric vehicles use three to four times as much copper as traditional internal combustion engines. And so we think that, yes, over the long term, demand should be reasonably strong for, for that metal. Are we going to see a fight between PGMs and copper going forward or maybe more of a collaboration? Uh, when you say fight, what do you um, mean? Because, I mean, uh, PGMs are important in basically cleaning the uh, combustion engines that we're seeing, but also you're talking about completely moving to electric cars. So are they going to be working together? Do you still see more upside with PGMs as we go greener with this demand that we're going to see from copper? Okay, yes, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So I think, it, uh, I think PGMs, depending on, on which route the electric vehicle market takes could come under some pressure. Yeah. Um, the bat battery electric vehicles really don't use PGMs, whereas hybrids do. So to the degree to which we, we keep moving towards battery electric vehicles, over time that can be challenging for the, uh, the PGM market. Um, and, and so, yes, I do, think it's, I, I do think that battery electric vehicles could end up being a challenge for PGMs, whereas it, would, it could be a, a big source of demand for copper. Yeah. Could we, though, see uh, the kind of upside that, for example, we did see in uh, 2020, 2021 with the commodities boom? Or maybe will this kind of China recovery be more different? Uh, maybe because there are external factors as well, such as the fact that as China is going up, the U.S. and Europe are going down in terms of demand and the economic growth. 
Yeah, it's, it's a great point. Everyone is trying to balance these factors you mentioned, the fact that China's reopening, um, they will probably be stimulating, whereas in the US and Europe, things are slowing down. Um, yeah. And and obviously the US is a, a large part of the, the global economy. Uh, we don't think, for example, if you look at iron ore, that in, over, the, over the pandemic that reached all-time highs, and um, 2021 was actually the second best year for iron ore on record. The average was $161 a ton. So we're not expecting iron ore, for example, to reach those kinds of highs again. Um, we actually think that, uh, that currently iron ore is about $120 a ton. We think that's, uh, we think we don't see significant upside from yeah. here for iron ore. Um, yeah. Ah. Is oil one to look at? Um, because of course, with the demand from China, uh, that's said to boost it, but then you also have these recession fears. So is oil going to have more upside or is it still going to be one that's quite volatile where you don't really know what direction it's, it's going to go in? Yeah, the, I think oil's probably one of the hardest um, commodities for us to look at. Yeah. It's, um, people have been anticipating that with China reopening, it should, uh, that should bring about 20% of, of normal global demand back into the market and we have seen oil recover a bit from about $80 to roughly $87 per barrel um, on a maybe on a slightly longer term basis let's say over the medium term there, there are still bulls out there who are banging the table and saying that there's really no so capex going into new oil production um, has dropped off yeah and so at some point we might be faced with a, a supply crunch but I think given that the, the world economy does look like it's it's at least slowing down, probably going into a recession, oil is likely to feel the at least yeah. some effect of it. All right. Saleho, uh, uh, do you think that we could maybe see, um, I don't know, a change or some, some kind of movements that we haven't anticipated on the inflation picture then? Because if we're going to get to a place where, for example, oil is uh, elevated, uh, do you th maybe think that we could start to see inflation not slowing down as much as we think? And also, for example, raw materials also increasing in prices. Yes, I think under the scenario you paint where mm. if, you know, if oil is high, remains high or or even picks up from here, we could be in a stagflationary 1970s sort of scenario. Yeah. Um, and I do, th I do personally think that some commodities are likely to structurally be in a, I don't want to call it a bull market, but to just be, the world's going to be short of some of these metals, you know, things like cobalt, uh, lithium, copper, which we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, some of these metals, yes, we, we do think that structurally, I think the world's just not going to be able to produce enough relative to demand. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much for that insight, Sileko. Uh, Sileo, much appreciated. That was investment analyst at Anchor Capital, Sileo Zazi.